you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. your feet for the NFC and AFC Championship Games presented by Intuit TurboTax. They're set for Sunday. Niners, Eagles at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. And then Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, they meet again, facing off at an AFC Championship rematch. Bengals, Chiefs, Arrowhead Stadium, 6.30 p.m. on CBS. That's a heck of a Sunday. Mm. Welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. We're doing our best to deliver you a heck of a Friday. My name is Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brandt. Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, have we arrived at the point where we have exhausted every angle of these games, or do you think you're going to unearth something for us today? I feel like we're at a simmering point right now, mm. and I'm ready for the game to start right now. Yep. We have the honor and the joy of previewing them for three hours Amen. this morning. All right, time for the lead blow. Let's kick it off. Patrick Mahomes has been fully participating in practice since Wednesday, and he is fully expected to play on Sunday. That was never the issue. It's to what percentage, as to how healthy, how available is he? Well, he looks good in the videos. Meanwhile, Kansas City linebacker Willie Gay was asked what he thought about the Bengals referring to the Chiefs' home stadium as Burrowhead. Mm. <laughs> I'm just excited to be playing football, man. That stuff is just what comes with the game. Like Coach Reed said, we don't do no talking. We just go handle business when it's time to go. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played them a few times? Nothing. Nothing impresses him. Nothing. All right, guys, it's finally here. Well, as Peter said, we have a couple hours still to wait. It means we have more to unpack. Bengals, Chiefs, lots to talk about, a lot of back and forth, oh, yeah. as we just heard. We're kind of blatant ignoring, which is also a backhanded insult, mm-hmm. or just a blatant insult. We'll talk about it. Complete this sentence. Yeah. The AFC Championship will be decided by... Peter, Ooh, baby, we're here. Yep. Um, Willie Gay says nothing, nothing, nothing impresses, impresses him, him about that Bengals nothing. offense. Mm. 
I think it's going to be that Chiefs pass rush. Mm. I know that's an odd way to take it when we've got all this week of Mahomes versus Burrow. Tell and us why. Who's better, Mahomes, Burrow, who's the king? They haven't been able to get to this guy, Burrow. And I'll tell you what, last week I thought everyone coming in thought this offensive line situation was going to be the storyline with Cincinnati. And they're without Williams and they're without Lyle Collins. And they held up just fine. And that Buffalo pass rush had no answer for what Cincinnati's offensive line brought. If Kansas City can get to Joe Burrow and rattle Joe Burrow and can do this, they will win this game, Mahomes' ankle or not. If they can stop, because I'll tell you what, if they don't, this could be Jamar Chase dancing all over Aaron. And this can be T. Higgins going over those rookie defenders, Jalen Watson. This could be Legereus Sneed in a battle versus Hayden Hurst, and Hayden Hurst grabbing it. To me, this is all about getting to Burrow. So this is a call to action. Use this 7 a.m. opening of the show. Chris Jones, you're a Defensive Player of the Year finalist. This is the game mm. we need you. Willie Gay, you've been awesome all year long when you're on the field. Yeah. You had the quote of the day yesterday. Get to Joe Burrow. And last but not least, I look at that rookie, George Karloftis, the Greek freak. <laughs> they drafted you in the first round. You've been solid all season. Make yourself an international name mm. and go get yourself some sacks. If the Chiefs defense can uphold their end of the bargain, I have no doubt that Mahomes mm. on two ankles, on one ankle or no ankle is going to be coming ready to play. The Chiefs are going to need to stop. Yep. And if that pass rush can stop Burrow, Finally, Kansas City can get past mm. Cincinnati, and they will be the ones. Pity you've never been so fired up about pass rush in years. Let's You're go. Feeling it. You're feeling it. I can tell. I have a call to action as well. My call to action is to every single fan in that stadium wearing mm. red and welcoming the Bengals into your house. This is a big day. you got to show up. And every each and every year, I give Chiefs fans a love letter in the form of a video presentation, which I'm going to do again now. Mm. December 9th, 1990. That is the day that Arrowhead Stadium just became Arrowhead. And I will present it to you now because this is the kind of action we're going to need from you, the kind of energy we're going to need from you. December 9th, 1990, John Elway is in town representing the Denver Broncos. He has backed up all the way into his own end zone, and he couldn't run the offense because it was too loud. So he turned to head referee Gordon McCarter, and here is the disarray we're going to need this weekend. Let's go back to 1990. Second down, 10 and a half. Elway cannot hear. He steps away. When you get down in that corner, Charlie, you're getting the noise from three sides. The Kansas City Chiefs have been in this stadium now for 17 years here at Arrowhead. This is only the second time, this moment is only the second time in the history of this stadium that the official has had to stop a game because of the crowd. I have asked the defensive team to help lower the level of crowd noise. Thank you for cooperating. And of course, there also has never been a playoff game here. So this, you have a crowd here of almost 78,000, and they are anticipating this whole holiday season. I have asked the defensive team to help lower the crowd noise. That was a real announcement that they made. And guys, if you think that's crazy, it goes even further. When he made that announcement, the Arrowhead crowd got louder. There was a rule back then that if the crowd noise was too loud, the referee would warn the audience, and if the audience wouldn't listen, the home team would be penalized. Dan Reeves, the head coach of the Broncos, was aware of this rule at the time, told the officiating guys, be ready, this crowd is loud tonight. So then after he asked the defensive team to quiet down the crowd, Elway gets under center again and says, I can't run the offense, quiet them down, roll it! Elway steps away again. As a matter of 
Lamar's wife, and she said, I, it said it was so exciting that I wanted Lamar to take out a full-page ad in the Kansas City Star and thank everybody for cheering for the Chiefs. And I said, did he do it? He said, well, no, he said he took out a half-page ad. We hope you the crowd noise. Any further crowd noise problem will result in a charge timeout against Kansas City. Thank you for your cooperation. Any further crowd noise problems will result in a charged timeout against Kansas City. That rule was put in in 1989 because of the rise of dome stadiums and they're too loud. It's an outdoor stadium. They were going to take a timeout away from the Chiefs. That was the rule. That's when Arrowhead Stadium became Arrowhead. This weekend, do not let Arrowhead Stadium become Burrowhead. This is on your watch. Come this on. is your responsibility. You be as loud as you bleeping want to. You go get that dub. Because if you don't, Joe Burrow's planting that flag like John Elway could not. Big day for you people this weekend. Go get it. My goodness. How, how, do, how in the world do I follow up that call to action to the fans at Arrowhead Stadium, absolutely love it. And one way they can get fired up is if Chris Jones and the defensive line that's right. are getting sacks and are getting after them. But in order to rush the passer, that's like dessert at dinner time. But you got to eat all your vegetables first oh. to be able to get the dessert. So before they can rush the passer, got to be able to stop the run. And that's Joe Mixon, that's Samaje Piran. Those guys, they have to tackle them and not let them go off. Because Joe Mixon last week, he had a game himself, over 100 yards on the ground and really controlled it. We saw at the end of the game, him and Piron smashing forward and kind of ending Buffalo Bills' season. So those are the two guys to me. Kansas City, you go out there and stop them on the ground. That allows you to do all of those fun things. That allows Burrow and the shotgun seeing these guys come after him and have to figure out a way to stop and get some yards against this defense. And that'll get the crowd fired mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm coming in here and I'm saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to hand the ball off. I'm going to see what my two running backs can do and how they can get yards because guys. P. Ryan and this Week 13 matchup, over awesome. 100 yards awesome. on the ground as well and did damage receiving the ball. Travis Etienne last week, over six yards a carry against this Kansas City Chiefs defense. So, hey, they want to get after the passer. They want to get mm -hmm. after Burrow. Go out there and stop the run and see where that lets you go. I was going to go run game two. I know, mm -hmm. real, real sexy option to leave at the 7 o'clock to have two people talk about the run game. So instead I circled back to the quarterback. Okay. And I That's kind of envision these two guys, like, in a tailgate parking lot. They're, like, got their hands over the trash can, and they're, like, trying to keep warm. And, you know, I think we've all done a lot to really fuel the fire of, like, the Bengals and Burrow and the Cincinnati fans. And, like, they're good. They're all huddled around their trash can. I feel like we're about to open the door. Like, what fuels fire? Oxygen. Sure. Like, put it on there. We're about to open sure. the window on the Patrick Mahomes fire. I mean, I think we don't even know, but we've been throwing kindling on this thing all week long. His ankle's not good enough. Burrow head. <laughs> let's throw, let's show this uh, overtime interception that he threw last year in the AFC Championship. I don't think we want to see the anger, the fury, and the competitive nature of this quarterback that's about to come out for the second time in two years against the team that beat him, that came back and beat him in overtime last year, to the point where after the game, he had to admit we were executing better in the first half than we ever did in the second half. They yeah. had a spy on me the entire time in the second half, and that's how he threw the ball away. That's why he threw mm -hmm. the ball twice in that game, impactfully so, in overtime. But I'm telling you, we've been seeing the hands over the fireplace. Mm -hmm. I think that fire is about to be lit mm -hmm. up on Sunday mm -hmm. with Patrick yeah, Mahomes. You got to be ready to run mm -hmm. through a wall. Mm -hmm. We all did. We were excited. The game was on last night, last week's, last year's AFC Championship game. NFL oh. Network ran it. I watched it. Yeah. 
you forget, the Chiefs were rolling. It was 21 to three. Mm-hmm. 21-3. And there was a graphic, and Tony Romo's talking about it, and it calls the perfect half. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And it was Mahomes. He had like one incomplete. Yeah. It was four for four touchdowns every drop. They were just rolling. And then with five seconds left, they decide go to it. go for it. Tyreek on a screen pass, time runs out. And then it was, the momentum shifted so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. We forget how much mm-hmm. Kansas City was leading that game, and maybe Chiefs fans don't. But gosh, I have to think they've been sleeping with that for over 365 yes, days, just waiting for a chance to get redemption. Peter, like, don't you think he's watching? And like, for the fact that there's this quote of him saying after the game, they had a spy on me. Like, he has been grinding all year long to identify, to make sure it doesn't happen again, to make sure his guys help him know where that is, because I, he's just that guy that I think you will not best me twice. You can't. We'll find out. Someone's going to be king. Kyle, it was very good. You went, uh, who's going to be king? Who's going to be the king of the draft? Who's the king of the news? Ian Rappaport. All right. He's the king of the tailgate, too, Jamie. Yeah, he is the king of the tailgate, but don't worry. We will get there. Rap sheet, what's up? Good Good morning. We're going to. Not this hour, but we will. Ian, we were talking on this show how long it's taken for one of these head coaching spots to get filled up in the month of January. Well, it finally happened last night. The Panthers have hired their former quarterback as their head coach. A big hire, the first big hire of this coaching cycle. Thank God someone is finally on the board. Frank Reich, the former Carolina Panthers quarterback, the first quarterback in the history of this former expansion franchise, now becomes their head coach. And for the Carolina Panthers, what they're looking for is a veteran coach to come in and right the ship and really help the culture of this organization that had been a little bit of a mess after Matt Rule uh, was fired midseason. Also come in and fix this quarterback position. No doubt mission number one this offseason. They believe they got that with Frank Reich, who was their number one choice after he was dumped unceremoniously by the Indianapolis Colts this year. Reich beats out. Steve Wilkes did a fantastic job as interim coach. And then Kellen Moore, a kind of surprise finalist who really impressed during his interviews in Carolina. Meanwhile, another big hire. This happened yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett, the former Broncos head coach, now becomes the New York Jets offensive coordinator. Talk about the quarterback position being in focus. Absolutely the case for the Jets. They're going to bring in a veteran quarterback, as Robert Salas said yesterday. I can't think of any veteran quarterback that Nathaniel Hackett might know, especially not from his time in Green Bay. Maybe we'll be talking about that a little bit this offseason. And then for the Dallas Cowboys, a big win off the field. Dan Quinn, who is really a top candidate for the Arizona Cardinals and a top candidate for the Colts as well. He has informed teams that he is returning to Dallas, one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid defensive coordinators, sticks in Dallas to give it another run. That was really awesome news. I think we talked a lot, Dan Quinn, this week, and he was on Peter's podcast uh, about the options that he had, the opportunities that he had, but it's a hell of a defense in Dallas. So I'm happy for Dan Quinn. All right, still to come on Good Morning Football, Frank Wright is head of Carolina, as Rapsheet just said. Uh, we'll react to the hiring of the Panthers' new head coach and some of the other big news and the hirings later on in the show, Cal. Plus, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. This is not the first time they have played. You might think, what do you mean? You gotta go back in time. That's next, Peter. Let's go. Hang tight. You'll enjoy this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The NFC Championship game is Sunday, and we're two days away from the much-anticipated matchup between the Eagles and the 49ers, the one seed versus the two seed. And the quarterbacks both have incredible stories, two of the youngest quarterbacks ever to start NFC Championship games. This actually won't be the first time Brock Purdy has faced Jalen Hurts. You see, back in November of 2019, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts battled at an epic duel out in Norman, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. It was Brock Purdy's 5-3 Iowa State Cyclones traveling to face Jalen Hurts' heavily favored 7-1 Oklahoma Sooners in a game that would end up being an absolute Big 12 classic. Mm -hmm. Guys... We here at NFL Films have done the work. Let's pretend the shot sheet and everything. Let's pretend the game oh, just happened last sweet. night. All right. Yeah. Let's go to the game. Yes. Jalen Hurts 33 and 3 over his career at Oklahoma and Alabama entering this one. It's 28 to 7. It's a blowout, right? But if you know Brock Purdy's story, he doesn't go away. Right? Purdy Finds his way back in this thing with Purdy having a five-touchdown day, all of that. We even have sound. Here's Jalen Hurts (laughs) after the game. Jalen Hurts on a Fox Sports 1 special. What do you got? People ask me why I handle myself the way I do, why I go about my business the way I do, why I try and lead the way I do, why I may work out after every game, little things like that. It's because I take it personal. I want it so bad for this team as a leader, as a quarterback, I, I'm willing to lay it all on, on the line for them. Me being the player I am, I know that I can definitely control the, the outcome of a game um, and how the game flows and all of that. So it's, it's a lot to learn from. That was after a win, but he was so angry about throwing that interception mm-hmm. up seven, throwing a pick to give Purdy and Iowa State a chance. Look, we have done both of these players' <laughs> stories a lot of justice this week. Obviously, we know Jalen Hurts, outstanding high school player, goes to Alabama, transfers to Oklahoma, and then now second-round pick, beats out Carson Wentz, and it's where he is. Purdy, 
maybe the most miraculous story we've seen out of a rookie quarterback mm -hmm. since Tom Brady. These two stories, now they culminate with this NFC Championship game. Guys, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. Jason, oh, yeah. just your immediate thoughts. I love that. As you watch that, what sticks out to me is the journey. I think the process of where guys are now, when you look back and see where you started to where you got, that's the beauty of it. All offseason was, can Jalen Hurts lead this franchise? Is he the guy with Brock Purdy? 261 people were drafted before him, and here we are, championship weekend, and these two are facing off. And to see that journey started so many months, years ago, to where it is now is just a beautiful thing. I like that we've reached the, uh, the scouting profile of Brock Purdy coming out of high school has dropped. Mm. Perry High School in Arizona, the Pumas. Mm. It's not only a three-star recruit, too short, average arm strength, all that crap that they say about all of these guys. Only had four power five scholarship offers, overlooked. It, the, the result of all of it is just underwhelming. Just a guy. Just a guy. And the guy uh, just doesn't lose. You know, the, thing, the, the story was he was at Perry, Arizona, yeah. and Saban at the last second offered him a, a scholarship. And Saban came in big, but Matt Campbell and him had a real connection in Purdy. And, but, like, he almost did go to Alabama. That's well, and the great video of Brock Purdy's senior night when Matt Campbell was greeting all those guys coming down the tunnel, and they were all just in tears because that's just the kind of program that Matt Campbell has built at Iowa State. Peter, watching college football highlights makes my heart flutter. It makes, yeah. gives me bubbles in my stomach. makes me so happy. I'm watching that highlight, I'm like, God, I don't, I don't remember that game. It's a great game. Yeah. You know why? You know what was happening at the same time? Joe Burrow was throwing three touchdowns for LSU over Alabama. One of those touchdowns was going to Jamar Chase in a 46-41 to game in Tuscaloosa where Devontae Smith had two touchdowns for Alabama. What is happening? These guys that we're going to see this weekend are unbelievable. But the, at the same time, those two quarterbacks are playing each other. Burrow and Tua Tungavailoa were going up against each other. The same kickoff was at That's the awesome. same time. That's awesome. Unbelievable. It's incredible because Purdy's story has almost overshadowed what Hurts' yeah. story yes. is. Yes. Hurts' story right. is unbelievable. This offseason, it was like, you know, the Eagles have the Saints' first-round pick. Yeah. So oh, if Hurts yeah, is yeah. not so great, like, that's that's the – now you have two first-round picks. Yeah. You maneuver. And have you seen Bryce Young? Can yeah, you yeah, yeah. That's a done debate. Yeah. Like, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback there now. Yeah. But that was a question less than six months ago. That's amazing. I thought you were going to say you don't remember that game because you were having a baby. Yeah. I thought that's nope. where you were going because nope. I know that's nope. part of your experience. Because I was busy yeah. watching Clyde Edwards-Dallaire run for over 100 yards. And <laughs> that's awesome. They're it was unbelievable. Cool. But then you go to watch the – and that's the thing. He had already left Alabama. Jalen had left Alabama, and that's why Tua was there. But yet Jalen was over at Oklahoma and doing this exact thing. Happy Friday, everyone. We'll start with the latest news and headlines from around the league. Cowboys defensive coordinator Tan Quinn was a hot name for some head coaching jobs, but for now, he said thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, Quinn informing interested teams that he'll be staying in Dallas. Head coach Mike McCarthy saying, quote, this is a big thing for us. It gives us continuity. We're all extremely excited to have Dan back. And in New York, the Jets hiring former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their new offensive coordinator. As an offensive coordinator during his career, Hackett fielded a top 10 scoring offense three times, something Robert Sala hopes he can do with Gang Green. He's got a proven history of being able to develop a heck of a run game uh, in every stop that he's ever been in. He's got a proven track record of tremendous relationships with all the quarterbacks that he's ever worked with, and he's had success with all the quarterbacks that he's worked with. So there's a lot of strengths uh, with him. His commitment to complementary football, the the experience, the the innovate. He's in a, an innovative teacher. He's got a laundry list of stuff that we're all really really excited about. 
And Hackett does have familial connections to gangrene, as his dad, Paul, was the OC under Herm Edwards there from 2001 to 2004. So, like father, like son, Sala, Jamie and guys, also said, let's not get caught up in recency bias in what happened in Denver. Let's look at his overall body of work. Sure. Well, recency bias implies that it is a positive spin that people were taking away from his time in Denver. I think the uh, immediate knock on Hackett was that, like, are you serious? Like, mm. what that guy just did in Denver is not good. But obviously what Solid just laid out was proof that he thinks that Hackett's the right fit in New York and then Frank Reich lands in Carolina. What do we make of this, uh, these two hirings no. that finally, Peter, felt like the dominoes kind of tipped? The first, I mean, who had Frank Reich as the first head coaching hire of the 2023 <laughs> coaching cycle? 61-year-old Frank Reich, who's yeah. coached 17 years in the league after we hear about all these young upstart names. That's that one. But I'm going to go to the Jets situation here. I, I look at, uh, at Hackett, and I think the head coaching experience was a failure. It did not work out well. And obviously, that is in the past. As an offensive coordinator, though, and I'm not carrying water for the Jets on this. They, met, they talked to 20 different people about this job. They chose Hackett. He was with Sala in Jacksonville, but they don't look at it just as Aaron Rodgers' shiny object, which it might very well be. That might actually play a big role if they actually do go after Rodgers. Hackett's going to have to be one of these guys who is kind of playing for it. However, Blake Bortles, AFC Championship game offense with Leonard Fournette running the ball. That was those guys. That was Hackett. EJ Manuel had 20 points every game as a quarterback with Nathaniel Hackett. And that was like they threw a rookie in there. Kyle Orton came off the couch. And they put up big yards for Buffalo mm. after he was you know, semi-retired. Nathaniel Hackett was the guy. So Salah knows him from Jacksonville. Yes, the Rodgers thing is real. Like, they're, they're really good friends. And Rodgers went on a worldwide tour to promote Hackett the last two years as a head coach. But if that doesn't work out, I think whoever they have at quarterback, it's going to be an upgrade than what they had last year with Hackett as the communicator in his ear. I hear you. And I think they got a good coordinator. I think the Rodgers thing is massive. <laughs> real. I mean, it's massive. It's real. It's right here in the New York Post. No, that's Jennifer Lawrence raising a beer. I'm going to look on the other side here. My girl. It's right there. Hyperlink. That is the link between Hackett and Rodgers, and they're all smiles. I still just don't I don't, I don't feel it. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. And Jason, you shaking oh. your head, too. People have sources. People, I, you go with your gut. And if you know Rodgers in any way and you've watched him your whole life, I just don't see him landing in New York City or New Jersey. I don't care who they bring in. His best friend, it doesn't matter. Sure, it's a great link, and it is a nice recruiting tool while simultaneously getting a coordinator so that... If you don't get Rodgers, oh, well, we still got a good guy. But if we do get Rodgers, great. And listen, the Rodgers thing, these Jets fans are all pissed off because I don't think he's going to go to the Jets. I understand. They have good receivers. They have a good defense. And Salah's great. And it's, all, it's no insult to the Jets. It's more about him being a fit. And it's a cultural thing. And it's a geography thing. And also, this guy is, is all about all the little things and all the little minutiae. The idea that he would go from the Packers directly as Brett Favre did to yeah. the Jets, I think is probably annoying to him, mm. and maybe he can get over that. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers making his living in New Jersey, United States. I don't think <laughs> New that Jersey, is him. United I don't, States. I don't think he's that type of guy in these other places. <laughs> Jason, am I wrong? Like, I, all I'm going with is my gut and my knowledge of Rodgers. I, I, I don't might be, see it. The Favre thing well, maybe, huge. too. When you said that the other day, the Favre thing is such a, a really kind of quirky thing. I don't know. Maybe Rodgers is a guy who's like, you know what? I'm going to go there. I don't care what everybody's going to say about me. To go to the Vikings after to tort the Packers. I'm in for that, but that that's the years a couple years from now. What do you think? I, I don't know. I, I think he could end up here, but you look at the Nathaniel Haggett thing. Last year he goes to Denver, and the talk the entire time was, well, maybe Denver's bringing him in because there was so much talk of Rodgers leaving Green Bay, and that never happened. So now he's going to the Jets, and yes, you don't want to go by recent buys, but we all threw Russell. 
Under the bus, Russ isn't good. He left Seattle, he's in Denver. He sucks, recent bias. We didn't look at his total body of work and say, you know what, no, Russ is a good quarterback. He's a Super Bowl champion. It was just like, no, Russ is terrible. He's washed. Russ, yes, he's washed, but no, Nathaniel Hackett is a really good coach and he knows offense, QB whisperer. So, I don't know, I, like you said, Peter, like his track record, Jacksonville, all this, that, and the third. Let's give Russ the same grace when we talk about it, okay? All right, so Hackett's in New York now, but the Frank Reich thing to Carolina, it's a sweet story, right, historically speaking. Speaking with Reich's connection to the organization. And he has, what is it, the first coach who is totally dedicated in his training to offensive minded football for Carolina to hire, if I read that correctly. Who the hell is their quarterback? What are they doing? I don't know. What are we Next. doing here? It, that's the question because, you know, the Jets talk about grasping at straws. They've been photoshopping a Jets jersey on any quarterback's <laughs> name that wants to come up sure. in the market and try to apply it there. Who is going to be wearing a Carolina jersey and taking. Snaps under center. I don't understand. Ninth pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. Ninth pick in the the draft. It's just, it's curious to hire a guy like that, not knowing who your quarterback is going to be, but apparently they think he is the guy that can get the job done, get somebody and mold him accordingly. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. In last week's divisional 38-7 win over the Giants, the Eagles dominated the line of scrimmage, period, on both sides of the ball. That's a big reason why head coach Nick Sirianni is high on his team heading into Sunday's NFC Championship. In the NFL, this is the, the most complete team that, uh, that I've ever been around. The O-line, D-line wins games, and it, it sets the tone. And we got a great defensive line. We got a great offensive line. And not only do we have these pieces in place there, we also understand that we have backups and we have rotations and guys ready to step in and make plays and guys that have stepped in to make plays. But we also know this about San Francisco. They got a great O-line and D-line. And and that's, you know, you get to the NFC Championship game, that's probably that's what it's going to look like. 
we all have a lot to look forward to this weekend. Nick Sirianni heaping praise on his offensive yeah. and defensive lines of both the Eagles and their opponents, the 49ers. Let's face it, though, big men have helped these uh, two teams get atop the NFC all year long. They will leave their mark on Sunday. What else is there to watch, though? Sirianni just laid that part of the game plan out. What will be the most pivotal piece of this game that you will be keeping an eye on, Peter? I think it's well established that the run games from both teams are the primary options, and then the passing game might be the secondary option, mm-hmm. and that both these teams like to establish themselves. But Jalen Hurts is not an MVP finalist and an Offensive Player of the Year finalist because he hands the ball off and runs for six yards on scrambles. Jalen Hurts is an MVP finalist and an Offensive Player of the Year finalist because he also throws the deep ball beautifully well when they ask him to. And I think it's going to be one of these deep shots that Jalen Hurts is going to have to hit for the Eagles to get by this 49ers defense. Here's how I envisioned it. And Kyle, we discussed it yesterday. I said it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's yeah. going to be one big play at the end. You said it could be a high-scoring game. Well, these offenses are really good. Jason, Jamie, you've weighed in as well. But I see it as run, 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 and then Jalen's going to have to make one of these. One of these. Mm. One of these deep passes. He has connected on 10 different passes of 20 yards or more for touchdowns this season. That's a crazy stat. This guy throws a beautiful deep pass. And a lot of it is set set up from the run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. If San Francisco is bottling up that run, it might come down to Jalen Hart's arm. I think he's up for the task. I really do. To me, the pivotal piece of the NFC Championship game will be that big play in the second half with it about 5.30, 6 o'clock Eastern, weather, Uh crowd, cold weather. And Jalen Hurts is going to have to either play action or go back and drop back. And he's going to have to hit one of those 30 or 40 yarders to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. We'll know it when we see it. We will know it. No, it it will happen. That's we, the play. We the can yeah. bring this back. We can bring this clip back. It will happen. Yeah, yeah. And if Hurts can hit that play, the Eagles are going to be just fine. And they've known that because they've set that up the entire start of the game. Mm. But if he doesn't hit that play and D'Amico Ryans in that defense is ready for that play. Mm. Well, Hufanga. Hufanga, Jimmy Ward, any of those guys are there who can make the big play to stop that deep pass, then I think this one could be a Niners victory. There's going to be one or two deep passes. Jalen Hurts, that is where this game is going to be. I love what you said about both these offenses because they both come in and they want to establish the ground game and control the line of scrimmage, and it still comes down to quarterback play. That's the only way you're playing this week. You have to have a quarterback who's performing well at this part of the season, and Brock Purdy is doing that. We keep waiting each and every week. When is Brock Purdy going to have that huge mistake? We saw Brandon Graham talking trash at the coin toss against the Giants last week. Well, he has two other guys on that team, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and then Darius Slay. They just go by Slay. They talk a lot of trash, too. And Brock Purdy, yes, he has McCaffrey. He has Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. But he also is going to have to throw the ball as well. To Peter's point, Jalen Hurts is going to have to throw the ball down the field. Brock Purdy, it may not be deep shot here, deep shot there, but he's going to have to convert on third down. He's going to have to play action on first and second down. Whether it's a 15-yard end cut or whatever the case may be, he's going against one of the better secondaries in the NFL. These guys have taken the ball away. Bradbury on the other side has been locked down. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, now he's healthy. He's back in the lineup, six interceptions on the season. So for Brock Purdy, this can't be the game where he makes a mistake. But on top of that, he's going to have to make plays with his arm in the air, getting past this Eagles secondary. And I know their front four is 
tremendous. They get after the quarterback. They put pressure on him as well. So for Purdy, it's going to be a huge game on Sunday to go out there and make plays with your arm, find his favorite target in Kittle, find Debo Samuel. Mm. Shanahan's play design, he has to go out there. What's your gut? Can he do it? I think he can do it. Will I, he I, do I, it? I think the Eagles defensively are going to have the upper hand. I, we'll talk about it later, mm. okay. who I'm going with. But okay. I think he's capable of it. We'll yeah. talk whether, he, have to do whether it. he'll do it. Yeah. He's got to have mm-hmm. to do it. Don't miss the coin toss in this one. I'm here for the coin toss. <laughs> because, you know, we saw last week Brandon Graham goes nuts and just starts calling out Giants by name. What's going to happen to him? I think he will do that again. Mm-hmm. And the Niners will talk back. Big Trent is out there. Like, he's not standing for any of that stuff. Like, the coin toss could be fun. And I'll tell you this. I hope that the Eagles start with the ball, either because the Niners win and defer or Sirianni says, no, we're taking the ball. We want it. Because I am so excited for the first drive for the Eagles on offense. Mm. I'm so excited for the first play because I believe it's going to be a running play. And we're going to see how it goes. And I don't know if it's going to be Sanders or Gainwell, but it's probably going to be up the middle. And it's going to be right into the teeth. And we're going to see who's tough and who's moving the chains or who's not. Like, this, this is what this game is about. The Eagles have had two games that Jalen Hurts has finished where they haven't run for 100 yards. Just two. One of them was a loss to the Commanders in the middle of the season. The rest of the time, they just cruise. And if that first play is like, you know, five, six, eight-yard run, that's a big victory. (laughs) If it's Fred Warner in the backfield for a loss of two, that place is going to go nuts. And by that place, I mean the Niners' sideline. Classic tone setter. I'm thinking, like, Cam Chancellor hitting Demarius on the first play of the Super Bowl. Like, you knew what time it was. Um, the first play is going to be electric because I don't think it's going to be a deep pass, Peter. I think that one's coming. That one's in the second half. I think first it's like, let's see what you yeah. got and let's see what you got. Our best versus your best. It's classic. It's a movable object. It's irresistible force. Or maybe it's out the gate and we're running downfield yeah. for a chunk play. First series, first play, coin toss, I'm in for it. Mm-hmm. I think we have shown the Giants great shame this week by rolling that clip over and over Such again. A, a brand. It is? Let's watch it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm on that throwing arm all day, hey. Yeah. We running right at you now, son. You look like you tired from this, this week. I hope you try to tip, boy. You gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know I gotta mess with you, boy. Hey, hey, didn't I tell you I was going to get you eight? It's the maniacal laugh after the coin toss that just gets me. Because that man, that bad man, Brandon Graham, puts that helmet on and becomes an absolute psychopath. He really does. And we're here for it. We love it. I'm talking about Brock Purdy, though, as it pertains to that commentary that BG just threw. Verbal commentary, verbal stones at Daniel Jones. I like to watch the body language of guys, especially young guys, in moments like this. And I specifically need a camera to follow Brock Purdy. The second BG wraps him up, slams him into the ground, stands over him for a beat, what does Brock Purdy do after that? Does he get up and shake the butterflies out of his helmet? Does he get up? Does he smile? Is he a maniac too? I I think we're going to learn a lot about Brock Purdy this weekend. Win, loss, go on to the Super Bowl, go home. I think teams are going to learn a lot about Brock Purdy, how he handles a moment. The X's and O's are going to come. The plays are going to be there. It is going to be a fantastic game. But what we learn about this person put into scary, dangerous, terrifying situations when it comes to this pass rush for this Eagles team, getting after Brock Purdy, I think, is going to show us a lot of who he is as a quarterback, as a leader, and how he gets his team into a situation when it is third and 26 Mm -hmm. and how he got there in the first place. You're right. And the goalposts seem to keep on moving for Brock Purdy. At first, it was like, all right, let's see him win a road game. Goes into Seattle. All right, let's see him win a playoff game. Okay, let's see him beat Micah Parson. Does it. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, let's see him win a game on the 33rd day of the the year. And then, like, he's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. 
And yet, mm. let's see how this one goes, because this, uh, this atmosphere might be unlike anything he's ever seen. I'm on that throne arm all day, 1-3. Right? Hey, 1-3. I hope That's you chip, boy. I hope you chip. <laughs> so good. McCaffrey, 2-2. Two, two. I hope you chip. Still to come on Go Morning Football, we've got a star-studded cast for championship weekend. Which player will shine the brightest on the big stage? Or who needs the spotlight? How about that? Our picks are on the way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.